Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch up podcast. It's Wednesday, August 19, 2020, and this is the 44th installment of our humble little show. I'm Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B. Rad Colvin, folks. That'd be me. What's up, tots and bots? Whew, back in the classroom, baby. Oh, yeah. You started this week, right? Yeah. Today was our first day back with all of our students. Um, Not Monday? So, no. Monday was another planning day. Yesterday was freshman orientation. And today we did a run through with all of our students. Well, as Trinidad would say, shout out to them freshmen (laughs) on Instagram straight flexing. That's right, baby. All right. Well, let's get into those updates and more. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Back in the classroom, I finally, I feel whole again. Nice. In some ways. Okay. (laughs) In other ways, you know, the whole wearing the masks thing and wiping down desks after after every class and having a sink out in the front of our building for students to wash hands before they enter. Um, That's different. Yeah. Well. Uh, Yeah. Already had to tell multiple kids to put their mask back on uh to put it you know make sure it's covering their nose as well um so that's interesting dude this is gonna be an insane like insane year on top of covid last year we had 135 students as of today we have 152 students. Goodness gracious. We have more than last year. All of our sister schools are like down in numbers. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. Like we're. How's business? Yo, booming. We're killing it. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's like we're COVID out here, you know, just yeah, we're doing it for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have to move one of my classes to the library because I can't even house my students in a safe manner. Yeah, stadium seating, uh, baby. Yeah. So, um, so it, 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 Brad. Yeah, and it was an exciting day. Um, well, awesome. Shout out to those sister schools. Y'all are, <laughs> y'all are not doing well. Well, I mean, they're working with CTA what they got. is crushing. Yeah. What do you attribute the growth to? Honestly, um, maybe the fact that you're offering school. Uh, well, other schools are offering as well. Like Burton started this week, uh, too. And so did like the boarding Academy Ozark, um, North Dallas, Dallas Christian. I mean, we're, they've all begun. Did you poach from some of the sister schools? We do have some of their students. What, are they driving from those, uh, more populous so, markets? You know, some, some, their parents actually like moved to like the Cleburne Keene area. Others you know, are about halfway and they just decided that they were ready for a change. I know that Burton, um, has a new principal this year. Um, it's possible some, you have a new principal this year, right? Yes. But I will say he's done an excellent job along with some of our coworkers as far as recruiting this summer. Like, I mean, they were busting butt dude. Like they were calling everyone, making sure, you know, 
to get as many students as possible. And it was off obviously successful. Um, so I'm okay. really excited about it. All right. You brown noser. Calm down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats. They're man. not sponsoring us yet. I'm just looking um, at the stats. Dude, it, it, it's, you have to wonder if you're growing because of COVID because COVID yeah. is taking people that would live in Fort Worth proper or Dallas proper and they're making them move out to Johnson County or they're incentivizing mm -hmm. them. There is a flight to more rural areas and, you know, just you know, towns like Keene, for instance, that it, it's a pretty clean little town, you mm -hmm. know, with a real sense of community. And really, you're just, you know, if, if the larger group in Keene has a consensus, you can do whatever you want, yeah. you know? I mean, I also, I do attribute a portion of it to that. I would attribute another portion like you see all these schools posting on Facebook and stuff like uh, videos of all the teachers saying, you know, we miss our students, stuff like that. And we did the same. But on top of that, we also have made videos and and guidelines where it's where we have like our actual plans for the school year. So let's say, you know, we have a history trip to D.C. Well, if things aren't looking good around that time, it's not that we're just going to cancel it and be like, oh, well, I guess we're staying in school. Like we're going to be making other plans uh, to still make it fun for the kids like we're not canceling something and not replacing it with something else. Like we're always going to have something else for them to do, which I think the parents love that. Um, you know, they, they, they want the best for their kids as, as safely as possible. So um, for senior retreat, we take them up to Lake Whitney. Well, you know, there was concern about it in the board meeting last night uh, because students, you know, whenever they're sleeping in the cabins, they're going to be taking off their masks and breathing that air. Um, and, you know, it's like six to eight people per cabin. So we're discussing uh, rent. You know, it's going to be a lot more costly, but we're talking about renting extra cabins and being able to just put three in a cabin. So uh, I feel like we are actively trying to be safe, but also still provide a great year for the students. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I hope that more and more teachers uh, get that reality. And I, again, I think it's just respective to your location in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you're going to have a more normal year than somebody would in L.A. County, for instance. So um, that's awesome, dude. So off yeah. to a good start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave my whole spiel about what I'm about with my new sophomores. I knew some of them because they were, I don't teach the freshmen, but you know, I see them in the school and just talk with them. Did you walk in and you were just like, Arg, I'm Brad. I'm <laughs> teacher the pirate. Nah, man. I was like, it's all love. This is a safe space. It's all love. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, walk I, the plank. <laughs> I, I told them, I was like, you know, we may have never had a conversation before, but I want you to know I love you. I'll never intentionally hurt you. And uh, it's going to be a good school year. I want you to feel like, you know, whenever we're having discussions, even if we disagree and you have a different perspective, like, I don't want you to be afraid to share that because I might learn something from you, you know, like, You're like, hey, I'm Brad. Yeah. And you may not know it yet, but I'm going to be a big mark on your life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're going to call me in 10 years. I'll teary eyed. <laughs> well, you may not know it yet, but you guys look up to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. Oh, stupid. I've been a little before. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie with uh, the guy from Stifler? Uh, where uh, he, uh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> shut up, Ben Affleck. 
<laughs> yeah. That oh, I love that little guy. Oh, I can't remember what the um, name of it is. Role models. Yes, that's that's it. Who was the other guy? Was it uh, Jason Sudeikis or something? Who I'll, was I'll, it? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. That was a funny movie back in the day. Remember movies Isn't it like Owen Wilson or something? Mm. <sighs> I don't know. You're about to tell me though. I am. About to it IMDb was. Uh... <laughs> Drum roll. Oh, a Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. That's right. Yeah. Man, he used to be in everything. Yeah. He, now he's just in some things. <laughs> Nobody's in anything anymore. I heard Dude. Georgia's back open shooting some stuff, but um, yeah, the the LA scene continues to become more and more desolate in many ways. And yeah. what's taken over in terms of the tent cities and whatnot, I hear is horrific. Um, yeah. It's uh, we're we're winding down. We had some of the final podcasts like the the church podcast with diaz is wrapped up he's mm-hmm. headed back and rogan is all gearing up you know kind of making the familiar rounds he had diaz and um uh brian redband on a couple days ago and they discussed nice. it um yeah just i don't know we're seeing the flight to the states that are states that are more red at mm-hmm. least to, you know have more landmass that allow for you to spread out not pay state income taxes and yeah, man. Socially distanced concerts. Have yeah. you seen those pictures? Mm, which ones are you specifically referring um, to? So I've been seeing pictures, and this is in other countries as well, and I, I've seen places within the U.S. Say, saying that they're going to follow that example, but it's like, so you have your main stage, and then instead of, and you have like the open field, but instead of it just being general admission and like mosh pits and stuff, it's like um, these secluded like little rings, like like mini boxing rings, and you're sitting there with just the people that you came with, and you're six feet apart from everybody else, and like you get to sit down. There's a table. I'm uh, telling you, some of these things are I, great. Yeah, some like I'm like no more sweaty teenagers complaining that they can't see over me because they didn't get there soon enough, or getting in. Fights. I'm not bitter. Man, I went to Drake at Jexa way back in the day, and everybody was just trying to beat each other up. Yeah, man, like. Alec, who, you know, long time, long time listener, long time uh, contributor, <laughs> uh, I, you know, you, you've all heard him. Uh, he's like, you know my, the man. he's like my concert buddy, but we, we like to get there early to be up front. And, you know, he's a six, seven dude. And so we always have these like kids complaining that they can't see over us. And <laughs> it's just, it's just like, now we just get the table and y'all can shut up. He can just stand on top of the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> obstruct everyone's view oh man that's what's up no i'd, I'd be down for that yeah. especially outdoors um Yo. it works for different it, only certain acts really can resonate um in that type of environment yeah. you know like it's not my preference to go see jay-z perform in that environment right but if i was going to see um something like um what's it called um revolution or something I saw them on a on a lawn one time in Baltimore and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, would be much better suited. Yeah, I agree. Um speaking of concerts, uh Billy Bob's is back open. Nice. And they're about to be doing concerts inside. I think that's really interesting. Um being in an enclosed space. And uh so they've opened up their little dining room area, but I guess they're gonna start concerts like either this week or next week. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes down. Wasn't that a venue that you could still smoke inside? Yeah. 
yeah, that's disgusting. That's like the, are they going to still allow that? Because when I went to the casino, I specifically asked before we walked in, like, okay, are people smoking cigs at the slot machines? Mm -hmm. Well, they were. Yeah. Mask was down underneath. Yeah. That's one star. Started to break out because of the mask. Like my sister was complaining about that several weeks ago and I was like, oh, whatever. And then as it's gotten hotter and I've sweated Mm -hmm. in the mask and all of this, like going to Mexico and even coming back to Dallas and it's Mm -hmm. 105. Um, yeah, it's problematic. I got a really nice, I got two of them, uh, under armor masks and they're like three layered, but they're really breathable, really comfy. Happy about those kind of, I mean, I figured we're kind of in this for the long haul now and we'll be wearing masks for a while. So, um, they're like 30 bucks a pop, but yeah, big spender. Well, I mean, being being a a teacher, like knowing that I have to go in and teaching every day, um, you know, and I also have facial hair. I have my beard out and just some of those cheaper ones. My face gets itchy, like you're saying, and um, just needed to invest in a couple nice ones. I've just been using those generic blue medical ones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The ones that get fuzzy by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but now I'm thinking, you know. I mean, get a L- Gucci Louis, one, Gucci bro. Prada? Yeah. Fendi? Yeah, I had a I had a student come in. Like, it's not a real Gucci one, but he came in, like, and it has the Gucci emblem on it that he probably got at a kiosk i bought fake fake louis in the streets of florence one time from some nigerians with a blanket that's what's up yeah shout out to shout out to them (laughs) (laughs) hope they're doing all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) hope the well their tourist business has gotten wiped out but now i think italy is like way back like open for tourism Uh, there's some deals out there to be had if you're going abroad at the moment i'm like it's t- time to start looking at flights, probably. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been on them. You've been on them, too, but you were socially distanced because yeah. it was private. That PJ. That PJ. That PJ and my PJs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't say that ever again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you brought no show notes this week. Yeah, man. Leaving me high and dry. I was sitting on your couch. Nice I, I found, like, two things to talk about. <laughs> we'll get to them. Okay. <laughs> Just rescinding control at this point, man. Yeah, it was just a, I mean, gearing up for school and you know having the extra learning all the procedures and stuff on top of that. It was just a busy, busy week. Um, But I mean, tomorrow. So let me start over. Today, I met with all of my students. You know, we have block schedule where I see students every other day, but today we shortened the classes and I saw all of them. So it was really just getting my spiel down, telling them what to expect. Um, but tomorrow it's kind of just back to normal like it was last year. Um, so I, f- I figured things are going to kind of slow down. I already have my lesson plans set for like the next two months. So, um, so next week I'll have some show notes is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <got> you. <laughs> Thank you for that long winded excuse. No, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are lifted off. You have lift off and, um, it's going to be another great year of molding and shaping young, impressionable minds, and no better person to do it than young B-Red. Well, am I right? We out here. We out here. All right. You want to hear anything about my week, maybe? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me, bro. Um, so you last left us with the, with the um, teaser that you were going on a trip this weekend. 
Yep, yep. We went on Mr. John Seal's bachelor party this weekend. Yeah, what's up, John? Socially distanced version. All right. And it was it was pretty great, actually. Yeah. Um, it, it was a side-splitting weekend, dude. Like, I had not been on an all-guys trip, socially distanced. Like, we had this awesome bungalow. Mm-hmm. They totally lied about the number of bedrooms. Like, oh, they really? counted the den as a bedroom because it had a pull-out couch. Oh. I'm like, that's not a bedroom, chief. Nah. Um. That you can't it. say chief anymore, right? You can what, say what that. if I'm referring to fire chief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think whenever somebody's like, okay, chief, like I don't think they're talking. <laughs> I love that. Not now, chief. Yeah, yeah I'm in yeah. the zone. <laughs> it's like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, chief? Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I so rarely use chief, so right. It's a little gym that I Yeah, I think there. it's more of like a passive aggressive type. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that ain't it, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how I felt. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no. So the bungalows were awesome. Uh, we had like a private deck overlooking the water, like a tributary into um, Lake Travis, mm-hmm. which I I hadn't spent a whole lot of time on Lake Travis, maybe because okay. it was beautiful. Like they they have like these cliffs going down to the lake, so it doesn't feel like your stereotypical Texas lake. Mm-hmm. So we went down. We all met at like a brewery down south uh, near Austin, and turns out it was just like a hole in a door that they slid <laughs> beers out of and some janky picnic tables like in the parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the socially distanced version. So we gathered there for an hour because we went in two different cars, and then we went and went to the bungalows, checked in. They had 15 of these bungalows right on stilts, right off the water with the marina that we were going to utilize all weekend directly next door. Okay. So we never had to use the cars for any of the activities, which was great. Um, and so the, these bungalows, unfortunately they had like a nice pool and hot tub that are in rock underneath the, the cliff overhangs. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's like built into the landscape. Cause you're literally hanging oh, off nice. and, uh, they were closed due to COVID, which is very nice. frustrating. But um, we were right on the water and saw a bunch of wildlife, deer, mm-hmm. uh, foxes, um, fox eye, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever the plural of foxes. Yeah, foxen. <laughs> yeah, foxy. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it was in Lakeway, Lakeway, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I guess I hadn't perused Lakeway and Bee, Bee Cove, Bee Cave, mm-hmm. um, and these kind of surrounding areas. But Lakeway is like the HP. It's like the Highland Park okay. of the greater Austin area from what I could see. Because we turn off the highway and it's just like probably multi-million dollar mansions and lake houses. And some of the estates had like guest houses that you you would have bought the guest house as your first yeah. house. like, um, And it never stopped. We went in that whole environment for like 20, 30 minutes. And then you get to the bungalows. So they were in a great area. Um, Sweet. We just, we stayed socially distanced. Like nothing yeah. naughty went down. Well, I was about to say like, so when you went to the gentleman's club, like you had to. No gentleman's oh, club. Okay. We, um, it was really just, it, it was kind of chill. Like both nights we went out and had really fabulous Mexican dinners, got some margaritas, and then we'd go back and chill out on the private deck and do stuff like that. Um, on Saturday, we rented a ski boat, went tubing, did all of that. And then later in the day, we rented paddle boards and kayaks and nice. went around the inlet. And so Saturday was pretty much just lake sports day mm-hmm. um, and uh, went out to a nice dinner that night. Went to Kirby Lane Cafe for brunch Dude, on the way Kirby back. Kirby Lane is the best. 
So it was a it was a good time that we weren't up in the club or anything because there was no club to be had. <laughs> um, but that area was beautiful. Um, yeah, I think a couple of us are gonna schedule a golf date coming out of that because nice. we had actually it's worth mentioning. Um, I'm trying to think the the different role types that we had on the trip led to a really interesting conversation that was like business meets politics meets media meets mm-hmm. a lot of like stocks and investment like so we had a management consultant a digital marketer manager a wealth advisor a hustler and a schemer that was jay a hustler oh, yeah, jay. and a schemer a startup software sales guy myself and a carrollton cop hmm. so we had every slice of life and uh, it was super interesting just six guys that you know we'd never all you know been on a trip together right i'd been on trips with multiple of these guys mm-hmm. um in other situations but never like the six of us so it was a lot of fun yeah that sounds that sounds great like my sides hurt from laughing so hard because that's the best we just had the the right dynamics and a different viewpoint so it was a lot of fun dude yeah so no stories to put behind our paywall uh this episode no man um you know it was going to be in in new orleans obviously yeah. Um, that would just be like me being on Patreon saying, please give me back all the money I lost at the tables <laughs> yeah. this weekend. Cause we would have been a big gambling crew. My dad texted me after listening to the last podcast. Cause we were mentioning like blocking our parents from it. And he's <laughs> like, if you blocked me and Carson's dad, then you would lose 50% of your listeners. So, Oh, yeah. shots yeah. fired. <laughs> Does he need a quick screenshot of our analytics real quick? Is that what you need Dean? Yes. Drop the numbers. Okay. Or you know what? We'll make it cost prohibitive for the parents to listen. They can listen. It's a thousand dollars a download. Ooh. Put your money where your mouth is <laughs> or where our mouths are. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so yeah. Um, nothing to put behind the Patreon wall, but that was I mean, it was good, wholesome. Like just to get away from like screens mm-hmm. and all of this, like and get out on the water. We went to this place called Oasis on Friday night, and it literally is like a quadruple decked restaurant built into the cliffs overlooking Lake Travis. And we were there for the sunset as it dips over. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, really nice stuff around there. Yeah. Like great little getaway for sure. Sounds like a wonderful time, man. Actually, I'm glad you had fun. Randomly, though, John listened to last week's episode, apparently like the whole thing. Oh, and I don't think he'd listened since like episode five or whatever. Oh, and uh, what did he text me? Um, oh, he texted me that he had legit LOL at the teacher, the pirate moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy was insane. Oh, it was funny. And then we got, so Jeff, uh, has a Subaru and he drove us and we're checking out this Subaru all mm-hmm. weekend cause we're nerds. And, um, he had all of his podcasts mm-hmm. on like his in dash, whatever. And uh, I scrolled through it and we were on it. Let's go. Number 43. And then I found out he listens to us at two times. He's like, you guys Whoa. talk a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. What does that sound like? So oh, us at so two he, times. Oh, you mean he listens to us sped up? Like, yes, time, he, yeah. He doesn't listen to us two times. He listens to us half the time. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's what's up. Yeah. I was like, that's like rapid consumption, bro. Yeah. Um, I went out on Friday. Um. We went out with like Gerald, George Rosa, and a couple people. Um, 
and it got to the end of the night and I was saying my goodbyes and it was, there was like a large group of people that I didn't know. It was kind of like a goodbye party for one of our friends, Ryan. Um, but some dude, I was like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, didn't meet and exchange names. And he was like, Oh yeah, I, I heard you got a podcast. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's awesome. I'm like, thanks man. Like just out of like, cause nobody in that group, I don't, I wouldn't imagine like, talking about the podcast like that so that was that was strange that was cool there's definitely some strange moments yeah anyway i always play it real low key and i'm like i would just like disregard like if you haven't listened well i was like thanks i I don't need you to know like i'm bad at acquiring new listeners in certain ways but Mm -hmm. i definitely do not want it to verbally become part of my uh, personal boilerplate where like it does not define me or anything. Yeah, because we come in here and talk about our personal lives, but we don't want to talk about this during our personal lives. Is that what you're getting at? I don't want to ever be perceived as like plugging it or yeah, you know, like advertise, like marketing. Like even even this weekend, I some some shade was thrown just because it was six guys, mm-hmm. and so what do we do? Like we yeah. absolutely tear Hate, each other apart, hating on each other. Yeah, um, and somebody. It was probably a J or something. It was like, whatever, you're just always plugging your stupid podcast. Like, <laughs> and, and then I came back and I was able to say with all sincerity, like, dude, each show gets a maximum of like a tweet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then somebody else said, that's true. And I was like, see, I, like, yeah. I'm, I don't want to over rally for something. Because mm-hmm. um, that's how I feel like it could ever be successful. I think us just being chill about it and like not. Yeah, just being the cool cats that we are, you know? Like, if we were, like, yeah, if we were showing out too hard for it, it would be weird. Yeah, we're not tryhards. <laughs> <laughs> but please sponsor us. <laughs> I, I am going to add it to my LinkedIn soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to uh, buy the Twitter advertisement. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. Maybe I've promoted the show on my Instagram before just to get more likes. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying? Yeah, no. I mean, flaunt it if you got it. Do what you got to do. Man, it's funny. Like, uh, my IG game has just turned all the way around. Like, it was yeah, a slow. You summer. went on this bachelor party and you went. You shot like another music video. Dude, that was the funny part. Like, Jay had the drone, and I was like, "Man, you're gonna make me look like an a hole over <laughs> here, dude." Like. I have multiple drone weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in water with drones. Like, multiple weekends in it's multiple like Ty Dolla Sign on the song or what? M- Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, no, he had uh, he did the tubing videos. Yeah, awesome, awesome drone. He was able to fly that thing like 40 miles an hour, just skipping over the water, and so we got thrashed around. Yo, tubing, like my upper body is oh, just. I don't think I. Can, I don't think I can my tube pecs, again were so ripped like I, I don't mean like ripped pecs i mean like yeah my body was ripped you could tell tell the muscles were just ripped in half everywhere my triceps my pecs yeah it, it's the most intense thing you can do if you're not i would routinely need lifting weights. several days of recovery if yeah. i were to go tubing i today was the first day that i could like you know do my um golf club yeah. move over my head yeah okay just too much all right um Let's get into some talking points. Okay. Hit me. What's going on out there? <laughs> Outside the classroom. 
Apple's worth $2 trillion. Yeah, that was the one of the notes that I had. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm down to one. You uh, just went for the lowest hanging fruit, bro. <laughs> I saw it trending on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Was, whenever I got here. Do you do what I do and just hit explore and CNN? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, hit, that, I hit that trending. It. I hit that trending page. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'll read it. Apple. <laughs> Apple hit a marking cap of $2 trillion today after becoming the first publicly traded U.S. company to reach a $1 trillion market valuation just over two years ago. So in the span of a little over two years ago, They've gained another trillion. Nice. I read that from my iPhone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. As we record into this Mac. Right. It's an Apple household. Yeah. If Apple came out with mics, we'd be on it probably. Well, they did with uh, AirPods. I mean, the AirPods. Everybody but... on TV is on. I turn I mean, on uh, Morning Drive on Golf Channel and like everybody is using AirPods. I do have the pros. Like We could switch to that. Yo, it's been horrific on CNN with that Cisco WebEx. Like, there's been a hitch in their giddy up. And so there was this old man on there today and his nose was coming out of his forehead. He was all oh, glitching. No. He looked like a horror movie. <laughs> and he's like trying to describe death and mayhem and COVID and disaster. And it's like, yeah, you're selling and, it. And his nose is coming out of his top of his bald yeah. head. And it was like freaky. Jeez. Yeah. Cray cray. Yeah. All right. So congrats so, to yeah, Apple. Wow. Tim Cook. Um, doing good things. Tim Apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah. Would 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 Steve Jobs be proud? Uh, Do you think he'd be proud of like uh, the actual technology that they have today? Uh, I I always I feel like he I feel like I mean no doubt with each new iPhone there's like technological advances and everything, but I f always felt like it was a lot more of a big deal, like a huge presentation whenever he came about um technically when you think about it and i actually went back and watched i think i mentioned this mm -hmm. some of his old product unveils and different things like that the other yeah. day um it's very inspiring when you're in that startup hustle to go look at especially jobs is kind of like the holy grail right. of you know unveils and just methodologies of thought speeches that he's given and different things like that they're paradigm shifting for sure and um when you think about it, Apple has revolutionized the hardware industry over several different iterations. Like when they introduced the uh, the Mac back in like the 80s or whenever, mm -hmm. that was revolutionary. Yeah. And then they didn't really have a hit again until 2007 with the iPhone. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, iPod. iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in the early 2000s or late 90s, they had the iPod and that was their second big Lord, like right. jewel in their crown fast forward to 2007 yeah, that, they introduced the iphone shout out to ipods first <laughs> i mean yeah. i'm saying like i went from a sand disc to an ipod like well and it, it's really interesting because even I went for to like people 32 megabytes to 32 gigabytes people that hadn't experienced the technology knew enough from the ads and the design of the product to know that it was preferential because I remember we got, my sister and I got MP3 players in our stockings or something like that for mm -hmm. Christmas one year. And it was the year that the iPod had come out. Yeah. And we both went to the store and traded it in for store credit and bought iPods just from the commercials, just yeah. from the simplicity. Like it seemed, it seemed built for us, you know, and that was their second big hit mm -hmm. consumer market. 
fast forward to 07, they introduced the iPhone and now they have all of those iterations. Yeah. But what they've leveraged in the interim with the app store and now streaming mm-hmm. and entertainment podcasts. and podcasts, they also have a big hit, in my opinion, with AirPods. I yes. think AirPods should really be added to the Mount Rushmore of Apple products, the Apple product suite um, in terms of like their prevalence. Mm-hmm. Like you're hard. Pre- when I see people with like cords on now, I'm like, oh, this peasant, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> hey, and there's one other thing. What? The watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never gotten behind that. I, I would love it. it for like the biometric whatever Dude, it's, data. It's amazing. But like, man, I, I'm trying to go on Do Not Disturb, man. That's why I'm trying to make this money. I want to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, put it in my golf bag. and You I'll can put holler. your watch on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, just, I don't know. I love it, dude. I mean, honestly, I've been using it a lot for the fitness stuff. And I know I've talked about that in the past. I talked to you, you know, uh, before we started recording today. Uh, as of this morning, I have officially lost. <laughs> Just had to throw it in there. Thirty pounds, baby. <laughs> Thirty pounds. Yeah, so I'm feeling all Sleek right. Two twenty-five. Sleek. Four six forty. Twenty-five. Still, you know, still working. Still working. Um, but I use my I use the watch a lot uh, throughout my exercises. You know, I make sure that I get all the steps in, record my calorie or not. Sorry, not calories or calories burned, not how much I'm intaking, but. Um, just how much I'm working out and everything. I I don't know. I'm a huge fan of it. And then also being a teacher, um, just being able, if I do get a text, being able to look down, make sure it's not an emergency or anything, and then continue teaching without looking at my phone. Uh, love that aspect of it. So anyway, Apple, they've earned it. Yeah. That, yeah. Back to the iPod, man. I went from like, I can put a whole Green Day album on this thing. You know what I mean? Well, and that's crazy just looking back on, you know, where we were in our lives and, you know, wanting superior products and what that's meant for Apple's market cap and just the billions in cash reserves that they have. And um, I'm sure somebody's on the take at some point, but I appreciate their dedication to privacy. And like when the DOJ was coming after him, like unlock this terrorist's phone, like they shipped an update and they were like, Oh snap, we can't even get into the phone now. (laughs) Right. And uh, you got to respect that. Like I really appreciate that. Google does not have the same level of intensity for your security and privacy and all of those different things. Um, You know, I don't want to get into the whole, (laughs) I don't want to test. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole this episode. Um, Not really. Just to know that, I, I'm on the other side of it as a software vendor mm-hmm. um, where it's like people it's like people want to experience everything as though they're as though they've given it all of their information and integrated it mm-hmm. but they don't want to do any of that and it's like all right well then how are we gonna show you yeah. like so there's a, a little bit of you know I I if you check in somewhere and post a photo, and then you're mad that Facebook knows where you were. Well, how do you think that worked? You know, mm-hmm. like, come on. <laughs> right. So I think, I think the majority of that is gum flapping by dumb people, middle, middle America in some ways. And honestly, the geriatric senators that are on those panels that interview those people and can't understand mm-hmm. location services and uh, Wi-Fi calling and just some of the basic rudimentary things yeah. that the phones use to connect you to the world anyway. Um, neither sense. here nor there. Neither here nor there. Yeah. 
in other news uh, about market caps and sales and all of this, Lowe's had a bust out quarter. Yeah. They were up like 30% or something. What do they attribute that to? Like Everybody not home, going home. on vacation and renovating their homes. Yeah. Dude, my mom's fixing up my, home offices. My mom's renovating right now. I know Courtney's parents are always renovating. Um, I believe it. I feel Making like if those you, home projects. If you were working from home, that honeydew list, you know, you were just more proximate to it, you know, yeah. like that you were when you use your home as thoroughly as some like I had a call today. We got on and this girl was like, I'm so sorry, but my internet is going to be shaky. She's like, my my dad and my brother and myself are all working like commercial big boy and girl jobs, mm -hmm. like using our little tiny home Wi-Fi. So they're in the rooms next to me. And I was like, goodness gracious, yeah. like I could not deal. Insane. And so many people are doing that. When you put a home through strain where it's like everybody's showering and then everybody's mm -hmm. eating every meal here and tethering off the Wi-Fi and also doing remote learning. You know, there's just more wear and tear. It's more miles on the tires Yeah. of your AC. Not to mention the fact that it's been 188 degrees Dude. here in the DF dub and Texas markets. Yeah. I'm ready. For, I'm ready for the, for the temp to drop, man. You ready for layer? I'm about to get Yo, like literally three points hotter the minute I can layer. Cause when I can start putting on my puffer vest or a nice little jacket, yeah. October man, when I layer up, it's over. It's Game over. over. Yeah, don't make me yeah. Hmm, don't make me bust out a sweater. You know, little short shorts and nothing else on a paddleboard. Not my For best sure. look, I'm guessing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, nah, you you probably look all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really convincing. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you you'd be fine. All right, so I have a proposition for you. Uh, okay, okay. Let's take a break and then come back. <laughs> we'll be back. All right, folks, and we're back. I wanted to avail Brad of the plan for the next segment in the show. We've yes. gotten some listener-submitted questions that just wanted to take some time to workbook real quick individually and then come back to the show. So, Mr. B-Rad, the first question. Okay. How do you determine what you share on the podcast? Well, if we're talking about things from my personal life, it's typically... <laughs> It's typically something that I've already told uh, my family or my close friends because, you know, once it's on here, it's out there. Um, but just little milestones. I feel like our listeners, for the most part, are people that genuinely care about uh, our lives. And so uh, this is always a nice platform for me to get on and just kind of share that with all of my close people that um, I may not see every single day or anything like that. Um, and then as far as other content, I guess like in the media, it's just these crazy stories that that kind of catch my eye. Obviously, I talk a lot about uh, music and a lot about rap and uh, different things like that. And it may not whet the appetite of a lot of our listeners, but it's something that I find interesting um, just, cause, just for my love of music. So I know I'm always trying to slide some of those stories in. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I don't know. It's a weird barometer because uh, I'm not like, consistent with it. Like I'm very like in terms of like religion, I, I was going to say politics, religion and her, but you know exactly what's <laughs> gone on with my religious life in many ways. Uh -huh. uh, if you listen to the show and um, I like to discuss politics, but I don't always really tell you where I stand on like there's a level of 
masking, so to speak, mm -hmm. with uh, certainly politics, romance. Um, I'm never gonna never gonna share a legitimate ongoing concern with an individual or right. Um, you know, if I just got into a fight with some, like, I'm never going to share anything like that. I'm always going to protect myself and other individuals that are in ongoing situations. Um, yeah, I, th I think, um, I don't know if we've even mentioned it on here, but you and I, like, you know, we always show up uh, or I show up here and we are, we talk about like, okay, what's off the record, you know, like, like, cause you and I, we still have that level of friendship where we confide in each other and, we don't necessarily share everything on. Yeah, we here. got layers, folks. Like, yeah, this is one slice of the onion that right that we're sharing with you. But we, um, it's even deeper when we're alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some things that was some so things are sacred. <laughs> some things we don't record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Um. So, in many ways, I think about you know what if I'm. 50 years old or somebody else is listening to this and mm -hmm. I think about my consumption of Rogan or you know, podcasts that have hundreds and hundreds of episodes yeah. over the span of years and you kind of want it to be timeless in a certain way mm -hmm. and so I keep some of my my personal life in some ways like even though it's hard because on the one hand it's like I kind of tell you what I do <laughs> most of the days yeah you know but I don't always tell you about everything in that day. Right. You know, I, I give you the, you allude the to high it. note. Yeah. Um, it's like Monday through Friday work. Right. Check. <laughs> Covered yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't always, I don't know, maybe until you see it through, you don't always want to just get on here and talk about your problems and like what's going on immediately until you sort things out yourself. Um, I've always kind of been a person. Here's a part where I'll divulge. Like it's, you tell me your take on this afterwards, but I've always, I forgot the original point. Shoot. No, I was just saying, uh, we don't always divulge like what we're going through and that like, oh, as we're going through it, I've always been a person that kind of is reclusive when pressed into a corner or stressed, which is mm -hmm. a lot of the time and, uh, very singularly focused, uh, typically on work. Um, you know, have struggled with life prioritization strategies in that area historically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've, I've always found myself wanting to be reclusive in my, my bad moments or my dark moments and then coming back and entering the group whenever I've got a, a yarn to spin or a mm -hmm. good story to tell. And I think that some of my friends that know me really well would know that and have even like vouched for me in those moments. Like, yeah. I, I remember Shelly telling someone sometime like, hey, don't get mad at Carson. Like, you know how he is when stuff is going on just because mm -hmm. I had been uncommunicative for like a month, several right. years, like different things like that. So, um, yeah, but this podcast has made me, first of all, it makes you want to step up and do things do, yeah. that are worth discussing um, or that you would want to put out as content, I guess. Um, yeah, like you know we don't uh um I, I don't know like do i go out of my way in order to have a story for this or like not you, at you all want it, you want it to be interesting but also like we also do it just to do it because you know we want to be enjoying ourselves but uh, it, 
It is I've nice. Never, I've never once done something so that I could talk about it right, on the show. Right, right. But then it's just always a double whammy because it's like, oh, and I get to talk about this on the show. Yeah, so like that's that's great. Um, yeah. It's yeah. also just like a global catch up for things. Oh, by the way, um, shout out to Shelly Belly. Uh, she, she and I had had a conversation maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. I had done an outbound phone call from my phone to her phone, which was not happening enough. And um, I was like, yo, we got to get better about this. And um, she was like, I know. I, I just feel like I get so caught up with you and Brad every single <laughs> week that like, I'm fulfilled. Like, you know, like I know what's going on. Like no need to talk to Carson. And I was like, yeah, but you know, your podcast is not, you know, being downloaded (laughs) on my phone for some reason. So (laughs) weird. (laughs) I need to build this bridge back. And so shout out to her because last Thursday, like midday, Mm -hmm. she called me. Um, she always calls me at the most random times that somehow work. And I pick up the phone and she's starting to allude to something that I think had been discussed on the show. Okay. And I was like, oh, did you listen to the show? Or she said, no, I started to. And I said, before I got too far into this, I'm going to call Carson and just mm. catch up with him for a second before, you know. Love that. So I was like, wow. It was very touching, yeah. actually. That's really nice. I yeah. I like that. I forget how we got on that, but um, never once done anything for the gram, mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've but done more for the gram than the show. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, we can get into why. <laughs> no, okay. not, not yet. <laughs> okay, that's the part that we don't divulge. It's episode 45. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's strategy. I told you, I think I said this on the show, that when you travel alone, Instagram is a, a way to reinforce the global community around you that mm-hmm. does care about you um, and wants to see your your stuff. and Yeah. You know, you post it for yourself too. Mm-hmm. People always like I work alone, even when I work from home, because it's for me. Right. You know, I want to smell that. Mm-hmm. So, do everything for you. It's a single player game. I like that. Yeah. Well, that was a cute keep, question. Keep, keep going until game over. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, do do do. Uh, so the second question was, how has the show changed your time management? I'll start this off just by saying that I look forward to Wednesday every week, but by the time Wednesday rolls around, I'm like, wow, it's already Wednesday. Like it's a reminder. Like if you haven't closed a deal that week, it's like, man, it's Wednesday night, son. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like get on your horse because it's a downhill roller coaster ride from here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also look forward to it and it's like, you you definitely plan around it you know people are like oh can you get dinner it's like ah you know wednesday night like i'm booked uh and um yeah it's just something that you know we both look forward to how do i manage or what does that do to my time management obviously as most weeks i set aside time to you know gather my thoughts and um really try to focus on some of the short stories that i'll i'll be sharing and then other weeks, you know, it's me sitting on your couch five minutes before we start recording and looking at stuff. So it, I, I try to manage, you know, the time and, and do justice for the show as much as possible. But obviously life does get in the way sometimes. And then you just get me on here talking about how busy, you know, it was setting up my classroom and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I find I, I never envision anything that's going to happen on the show or how yeah. I'm going to typically, I mean, some of the stories, 
it's funny if I tell if I tell you a really good story in my personal life before mm-hmm. I tell it on the show. Sometimes I'll just joke. I'll be like, "Hey, let me try this out on you before I go live with it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like just as a joke because I I say that people know me to like work on different bits sometimes, mm-hmm. like or say something stupid, um, or well timed, and they'll be like, "Oh, we're not the first people that you try that out on," <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, just in terms of time management, like I think it reinforces the concept of a weekly sprint. Like mm-hmm. sometimes if you do something in a month, it's a, a feat. But what are you getting done on a week by week basis? And for me professionally, it's a big kick in the pants. It's a big reminder that, you know, you work so hard all day. And at the same time, the month goes by so quickly. And this is one of those weird months that I don't think that the first Monday of the month was even until the third or the fourth. Mm -hmm. And just the way that it falls on the weekends, you really only got like three or four weeks this month to get everything in. So just always a sprint. Um, I mean, I feel like nobody wants to hear about 90% of my week where it's like Monday through Friday, it's grinding, hustling hard. I'd like to divulge more. Um, I try to do what I can high level. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask me anything. <laughs> you can interview me at, at any point. Okay. Good to know. Like, and I, I that way I can kind of think like, Oh, that's something I could share or not mm-hmm. about like work or whatever. Well, so if we're talking about like what we divulge on the podcast, like so you being super businessman and closing certain deals, like how do you know, like where do you draw the line and what you share as far as work goes and like what you've been working on? I think that the real test there is they have full access to listen to this show just like anybody else does. And for all I know, uh, a well-researched person, if they were looking into me, that would be something that I would evaluate mm-hmm. or at least click through to see, okay, how many, sometimes I see somebody has a podcast and I'm like, let me go see. And then if you have like four, four or five episodes over the last three years and one's 10 minutes and one's an hour and a half, like you don't have a whole lot of credibility in my head. Mm-hmm. But when you get to, you know, dozens, hundreds of episodes, um, you know, like when my dad had his podcast and he'd done like a hundred episodes, 150 episodes, 200 episodes. I was like, goodness gracious, man. This is like yeah. the Andy Griffith show, like going into syndication. <laughs> right. This is ridiculous. I think he capped out at like 209 episodes. That's awesome. And I was like, that is a trough of like nothing but CEO wisdom, founder wisdom. Um, except for the time I was on, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just over the years. And funny enough, he actually had some diamonds in the rough before their time. Like he had Alto. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is it Alto? the, the is shoes? It? No, no, no. Oh. The, uh, the ride, the ride sharing company in Dallas. Oh, they, oh yeah. You've I, probably seen their ads. Mm-hmm, you've mm-hmm. definitely seen their, um, their cars. And I remember him telling me like, Oh yeah, I had like a Uber competitor on. And I was like, Oh yeah. Call me when that goes somewhere. Well, they've raised like tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. They're all over the big media buys, like raise more money. Um, so what did I know there? I see them all the time. They're heavily in use and have a cool new business model and are probably going to thrive more in COVID than Uber certainly has because they like employ their people full time with benefits and like they own the cars Mm -hmm. they're managed fleet. Like it's more of a subscription service that sounds nice for daily commuters and different people like that. Also, I saw today on LinkedIn 
uh, I believe that he had the CEO of this company on. It was really funny because the CEO of this company was on his show. And I think I also met him in a parking lot with a mutual contact. Uh, shout out to Dennis Damon, one of my, he's kind of been a, a partial mentor in, okay. in certain areas um, and just a big in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally peer relation, like he makes it a peer relationship, but have always had a lot of respect for him. I know our friend Heston has as well. We've oh. shared, we've shared contacts and networking events and just looked out for each other over the years. Um, so fetch package, uh, they raised like an $18 million series a today or something. Dang. And my dad had that CEO on. So there's all these like companies that are, you know, either something big has happened mm-hmm. after the show or before the show. Like it's just been interesting, but yeah, when you get to those numbers, yeah, the track record, I think for me, like my dream or the thing that I envision is like, kind of like the musical artist that I brought on. Like I'm not you know, it may not hold a candle to bringing on a CEO of a multi-million dollar company or whatever, but like I, I wholeheartedly believe in all the friends that I brought on to the podcast who, who shared some of their songs and like how awesome would that be to have housed them and, and gave them their flowers before anybody else, you know? Well, and arguably the, uh, the reach of an artist that could blow up would be far greater than one of these regional CEOs of a company, you know? Um, so there's always that hope and promise. Like, you know, when you started licensing music and doing all of that for the summer session, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're dealing with agents and like, dude, you were, you had your foot into Hollywood. Uh, Yeah. Shout out out to BMG. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, super low key i'm i'm dabbling in a couple other things but we'll oh. we'll talk about we'll talk about that off air and then uh maybe share it in the months to come or something off the record folks yeah dope uh so did we finish answering that question yeah time management you know making time <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> on to the next prompt moving on with the show <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk sports for a little while. Okay. Um, MLB. I feel like there's a lot to talk about with MLB. Hit me. Okay. So, first of all, did you see the Rangers playing the Padres this no. week? So, I guess that we were down. <laughs> I don't even know. We were down like seven to three, and then Fernando Tatis comes up and hits a homer, and it's ten to three, mm-hmm. and it's like the eighth inning. Our pitcher is like messing up and um, Fernando Tatis is at bat. Bases are loaded and he gets a 3-0 count. So three balls, zero mm-hmm. strikes. And apparently there's this unwritten rule in baseball that especially with the bases loaded, you're up that by that yeah. many after the sixth inning, you never would swing on a 3-0. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a strike over the middle of the plate. So he just went ahead and hit the grand slam. <laughs> no, it was 14-3. And uh, so things got heated and they brought in a new pitcher and he immediately threw behind the back. Oh, boy. Uh, and so how are you going to get heated whenever it's like 14 three? Like at that point, like just have fun. No, man. Some, those guys get riled still. And I love I, the fact that they hate each other sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I feed off of that. Like, you know, it's so stupid. It's laundry. It's like 
you know, I have a contract with the team that wears this laundry. Yeah. So I'm going to stick up for them. But if you've played together for a long time, you could also see the emotional connection there. But the minute yeah. you put on that jersey and you have a team, you have a group, you know, and it's hammer versus nail, um, you're trying to hammer away. So anyway, he, I respect that. He hit the grand slam. It was like the talk of the sports world the next yeah. day. It was hilarious. Yeah. Rangers manager is like suspended as well as oh, the really? pitcher. Yeah. Like, like got that heated? Yeah, he got ejected and now I think he's suspended as well. Dang. But in other news, I hear MLB just might crater. Like they've talked about canceling the season mm-hmm. and apparently there's going to be asterisks and people like baseball has so many asterisks yeah. at this point, but they're saying like some of the player, if you had 20 players on a team that came down with COVID and they had to be quarantined, you're basically like a triple a ball club at that point. Like right. there's so many stand-ins that they're like, are these standings even reflective of what's occurring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're Rangers, you know, could turn into the round rock express. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they have been for, <laughs> <laughs> well, since Ron, Ron Washington was here. Yeah. Man. Um, football news. Yeah, there's some. You hear anything about the XFL? No. No? What what's up with that? The Rock purchased the XFL or he's like now a co-owner of it and apparently he's going to try to revive it and bring it back. Oh wow. Isn't that crazy? What a big cash cow that's going to be for him. Yeah. He's the type of person that if he were to get involved, that would lend a lot of credibility Dude, to and the he, XFL. he already has a deal with like Under Armour, so I'm sure well, that'll work its way in. You know, it's not like they go to him and they say, Rock, you know, can we pay you to do this? He, you know, he's structuring the deal. Yeah. He's like, who else is involved? Who else can I get involved that right. I'm already involved with? You know, he's he's taking ownership stakes. He's taking back end. He is probably, I mean, he's got to be worth, what, hundreds of millions of dollars? Yeah, certainly. For all the stuff that he owns, plus his, all his movie, like, uh, Fast and Furious franchise is one of the highest grossing franchises ever. So he he's well off just because of those. Yeah, he's got paychecks coming in from everywhere. Um, okay, well that's so that's all you know about XFL. Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's been reported so far. Um, okay, well that's big they, news. But though. there's there's a plan for a revival. So NFL is set to kick off September 10 with fans. Booyah, go America. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I guess people like the KC Chiefs are to have 22% capacity in the stands. Uh, I think Jerry Jones was saying that the Dallas Cowboys would have pods of like 10 or 15 people, kind of similar to the concert scenario okay, yeah. that you were describing, which, again, I think in some ways, if you can get enough people in a particular section where you could still do the wave with some amount mm-hmm. of you know, regularity, (laughs) you know, I think it would be even more enjoyable. It's going to force you to have more friends to go with. (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. And I can't imagine if they're at lower capacity, I'm sure those tickets are mad expensive. Yeah. They're probably all scalped at like a thousand a pop. You basically can't get in that stadium with an actual seat for less than several hundred dollars. Right. Um, yeah. In other news, I, so are the Washington Redskins now the Washington football team yeah, for this that is, year? Yeah, that is correct. So they hired the first black president of an NFL team in NFL history. Okay. So 
shout out to the Washington football team. Yeah, because like that's something real. Yeah, that's you know, and mad respect for taking the name down. I think the Washington football team is kind of cool, actually. I think that it it's almost like a an urban myth, like it's like I, a cultural thing. So I'll say I think it's cool as long as they do well. You know, like <laughs> like I, I hope they don't do like well. If they get, I know neither do I. But if they get trashed, then then like the name is is the joke too well yeah i mean it's kind of how it's, it's almost it's going to be kind of how they define themselves and carry themselves like if they if they're really hot then you know washington football team all, you know but the all greater, the respect the greater good was served in that the fact that the nfl nfl thrives on black culture mm-hmm. without black culture you don't have the nfl you don't have black guys you don't have the nfl sure so the fact that there's never been a black president is kind of ridiculous yeah. when you think about it. Like ever of all the teams of 30 <laughs> options for the last 50 to a hundred years, no black person has ever held that position. Yeah, so that's that, wild. That, that does that's, seem like that is a huge milestone. That does seem like better representation. I mean, Hey, one of 30, you know, <laughs> diversity, <Right>. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, th- I think that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, as far as the Dallas Mavericks go, uh, they lost their Monday night game, first playoff game. Uh, Porzingis got uh, a tech, like, it was a stupid technical foul that the refs called. And it, it basically, I don't know, I want to say it was like a turning point in the game. Um, the, you know, the Mavs were, were hanging in there and uh, even like, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, LeBron, and several other like high-profile NBA players uh, said that the call was BS and were pretty upset about it. And so I just kind of thought that was interesting. Like you know, the Mavs were they were holding their own, um, and they've been really exciting to watch. Like Luca, he keeps breaking records as like the youngest player to get so and so amount of points consecutively and uh, different things like that. Um, well, that's what it's all about, so. baby. Scoring points and losing games. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, but they, they play the Clippers again tonight. Um, so hopefully hopefully they do well. But they've, they're they a fun team to watch, man. They're I've a young seen, team, but they're fun. I've seen a lot of NBA news coming out that people are not enjoying uh, watching what's going on in the bubble. And my favorite NBA news to come out of the last week was <laughs> it's looking like LA Fitness at 3 o'clock right now. Dude, so Yo. good. Yo! So good. For those that don't know, there was a sequence in a game between who I don't even remember. (laughs) Doesn't matter. But they missed like the teams cumulatively went up and down the court like four or five times. The amount of down and back missed shots and turnovers was insane. The uh the announcer goes, Man, it's looking like LA fitness at three o'clock right (laughs) now. And but the funniest yeah. part was the other announcers genuinely yeah. losing their announcer face. Yeah. They lost their announcer cool. They lost that facade and they mm-hmm. just threw their heads back and laughed. And it was so funny. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, good times. <laughs> um, Hilarious. It's looking like LA fitness at three o'clock right now. Oh. I retweeted it. I think the show did too. Yeah. Uh, I think I, Maybe I just liked it, but um, <laughs> as far uh, one of the cool record breakers that Luca did recently was on Monday night's game. Uh, that was his playoff debut, and so he has the most points in a playoff debut in NBA history at forty-two points. So I thought that was really cool. 
Dope. Yeah. I mean, still got to get the dub, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter if they ended up losing, but, I, you know, uh, silver linings. Uh, yes, and in brief but glorious uh, PGA Tour update news, the FedEx Cup playoffs begin this week at Northern Trust in Boston, where Tiger Woods will be teeing it up, as well as the world's best 125 golfers in the FedEx Cup standings. That sounds amazing. I also will be teeing it up at Tennyson Glen. I will be looking to shoot an 89 <laughs> or a 99. <laughs> It's my first time to tee it up. Are you going to pretend like? Are you going to pretend like you're in the tournament and just kind of get in the zone and yeah, and pretend like you're brushing shoulders with Mr. Woods? No. Okay. No, I'm going to pretend like I'm a uh, pretty pretty subpar <laughs> golfer out on a weekend for the first time in a little while. Pretend? No, I mean, I'm, no, I'm just messing with you. I'm going to play golf. That that <laughs> will be what will be happening. Got it. So thank you for that. No, I you've made great strides. Thanks. <laughs> like <laughs> your stroke game is yeah, just I shaved a full crazy. 150 strokes off my game. Yeah. <laughs> um so we have a couple Trump headlines that are pretty funny. Congrats to women, a hundred years of voting. Shout out. How'd you do it? Um Trump pardoned Susan B. Anthony today. Shout out. Or yesterday or whenever. She was uh, in trouble with the law (laughs) for trying to vote. (laughs) Yeah. Well, shout out Trump. He officially, he's just like, what injustices can we do, right? A hundred years later. Um, uh, There are living people that could probably use your help. but He asked, even though he doesn't believe in cancel culture, he asked us to cancel Goodyear because they asked people to stop wearing MAGA hats or they wouldn't let their employees or something like that. And um, so then the press took a photo of him in, you know, the big motorcade. Uh, sure. The, what, what do they call it? The beast or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has Goodyear tires on it. <laughs> so there's a perfect photo of him and Melania <laughs> like, with flash on. And it's, the Goodyear is illuminated. Yeah. And uh, so regrettable perfect. moment for our fearless leader. Yeah. Those are few and far between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it's great content man like following his life on twitter is hilarious it's so funny yeah it is that's just not what i want from a president i don't want it to be that comical (laughs) yeah well (laughs) it will be for other reasons if it goes the other way Uh, we're in the democratic national convention right now oh yes biden it'll just be like where am i yeah did we even talk about? Did we talk about the VP choice last week? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, since then, Rush Limbaugh called her a hoe, and it was yeah. front page news. And then I thought back. I'm like, well, shoot, I kind of did too. <laughs> like, but a lot of people actually called her record into account. A question. Which, yeah. That that story that I shared about how she got her political start mm-hmm. has been referenced on many podcasts since our show. I mean, that's typically how it goes. Yeah, I mean, just trendsetting. You heard it here first. But, you know, there's not not a good egg in there's not a good egg in the race in some ways because when you think about it, you're opposing Trump for all the reasons that you're opposing him for. So meanwhile, over here you have Biden who has allegations against him. You have Kamala who has one of the shakiest like she's a cop, man. You know, in a culture that's going anti-cop, she's a cop <laughs> and a half. And she there's a a show with some um, 
uh, lawyers that work for like the um, get them out of jail fund or whatever that were on mm-hmm. Rogan recently. And they did a review of like her. And they said, first of all, we're both voting for Biden because anything is better than Trump. That said, if you really want to know the nuts and bolts of Kamala Harris, the prosecutor, it's dark. And it is dark. Like people spent years longer languishing away in prison on wrongful convictions. She wouldn't let them access their DNA yeah. samples, like testing. It was not a good picture. Um, also, happy voting. They're in the Democratic National Convention. And who was on the stage last night? Billy Clinton. Yeah. What comes out the day before? The Daily Mail exposes a picture of one of the Jeffrey Epstein accusers giving Bill Clinton a back rub. Mm. So, but we are, I mean, we already knew that he was affiliated with, but we've never seen a picture. Okay. That's fair. We've never seen a picture of any accuser putting hands on the accused. Yeah. Okay. Even, even the, the whole, like, Bill Clinton in a dress with the heels on that was a, it was a painting. Te- mm-hmm. It was like a watercolor, technically. Yeah. It was very lifelike, almost as though he'd been posing like that. Right. Um, but this is the first like photographic evidence. It's like the Prince Andrew with the main girl, one of the main accusers that's been on all the documentaries, that picture that it's, that's what adds so much more legitimacy. Right. And I, and I believe the, the legitimacy, but, is anything going to happen? Well, my main point is, is that, you know, you're, you're thinking that you're voting the virtue oh, yeah, card yeah. by voting Democrat. Meanwhile, you've got Biden, Kamala yeah. Harris, Bill Clinton is endorsing them and saying, we got to get Trump out of office. Meanwhile, you know, by many counts, even if you believe some of the allegations against Trump of like some sort of sexual impropriety, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton's crimes are far greater if what's implicated there. Yeah. Like, Nobody, but hasn't it been implicated that that Trump has been rolling around with Epstein or no? No, like they they knew each other. They had homes mm-hmm. in the same neighborhoods, both in you know Florida as well as New York, because you know billionaires tend to flock mm-hmm. together in terms of home values. Yeah. You know, um, but he's not one of the ones that like chilled on the island. Or... He broke away. Okay, I think that he found out that Epstein was into really young girls, and he there was a. I think that there was a situation that went down where he was banned from Mar-a-Lago moving forward. Okay. But, you know, he knows them. Um, But I think we all know, even with the Ivanka talk, I don't think anybody really in their right mind has ever thought of Trump as a pedophile of any kind. He's a prick and a pig and a misogynist with of-age girls, Mm -hmm. porn stars, you know, prostitutes, whatever, you know, mail-order brides. You know, I saw a great meme that was like, you don't believe in mail-in ballots, but you believe in mail mail order brides. <laughs> yeah, are we going to talk about the post office? Yeah, let's get to it. Hit me. Uh, what's going on with the post office? <laughs> well, I I feel like they've all, like several of them have been locked up or taken away. I saw like a, I don't know. You don't know anything going on with them? Cause, uh, I feel like there's been so many back and forth updates. Um, was Trump saying the post office shouldn't shouldn't be used for mail-in ballots yeah and and he yes he did and then he said save the like he tweeted out like save the post office or something the other day and it's like you're the one that's causing all the damage it seemed like um let's see there was a delivery slowdown they had a change in policy um 
Man, I don't. I don't know. You saying mail-in ballots? Uh, Something to do with the mail sorting machines. Yeah. House GOP leaders just informed lawmakers that they'll be formally whipping against the Dems USPS bill per sources on the conference call. Pelosi keeps up post office pressure. Let's see if we can get a real article to explain this for us so that we quit wasting your time, Tots. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can research, like, talk about it more. Like, next how's week. your time management? Meanwhile, people <laughs> yeah. are like, why am I listening to this? <laughs> Jeff's like, go to 3X. <laughs> Michael called out our, uh, he was like, I love your running thread about whenever I address Heather, like head on, oh, yeah. just like every 12th episode, he's like, I yeah. love that callback. And I'm like, only you would know. That's our girl. That callback, what that skill is. Yeah. Um, okay. <sighs> um, President Trump said that he is deliberately underfunding the postal serv- service in order to make it more difficult to vote by mail in an August 13th interview on Fox Business Network. Um, today he is attempting to blame Jeff Bezos flagship company for his own unpopular plan to starve the post office. So that's basically what's going on. Trump admitted to trying to sabotage the mail-in ballots. Hmm. Okay. Yep. He's such a big, bad man. I mean, I don't think, I don't don't think that's right. If he's trying to shut him down. Meanwhile, Goodyear responds to calls for boycotts over reports of zero-tolerance policy. Mm. The tire manufacturer released a statement on Wednesday challenging a photo leaked to the press alleging to reveal a new company policy permitting BLM materials in the workplace while prohibiting politically affiliated forms of expression. The visual in question was not created or distributed by Goodyear Corporate, the company added. President Trump responded to initial reports on Wednesday by calling for a boycott of Goodyear products. So there's a screenshot of zero tolerance. It's a PowerPoint slide. It has acceptable in on one column, unacceptable on the other column. In the acceptable category, this is supposed to be internal Goodyear collateral. Acceptable Black Lives Matter, BLM. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pride, LGBT. Under unacceptable is Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, MAGA attire, political affiliated slogans or material. Dang. Well, you know what that tells me, though? What? It's like the the Democrats don't have a slogan. (laughs) It's like... I, I see things differently. I, I don't see things from like, oh, what should it be? I'm like, what's it going to be? Yeah. You know, like, get ready for that. <laughs> and like, you don't, these people don't see what the real weapons are. The fact that you guys don't have a slogan, like Democrats, there is, I'm not saying, Ma- you may not agree with MAGA, but MAGA, you brand it, baby. Like, get behind each other. Like, mm-hmm. geez, I feel like they would have had a better shot with Bernie in a, oh, yeah. a, a brandable situation and actually standing for something. Like, um, but yeah, I don't view that. I don't care what Goodyear said. Like, don't wear your MAGA hat to work if you have one. Mm-hmm. You know, only wear it to like a socially distanced picnic with your white relatives or something. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the fact that that's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that that simple act of like, you know, he just went on to fourimprint.com and made a little stencil cut out, make America great again. And then he sold 
85 million of those things. And they became a, a cultural icon, a branding icon, a source of serious contention. And just a the make America great again. What a stupid slow. Like it's <laughs> such, such a simple thing. And everybody loved it. It was so simple and straightforward, but it worked. Yeah. And it's about to work again. <laughs> well, I don't There's think there's going to be blood I, in the streets. Yeah, I'm not sure that. It's, the Democrats went with the wrong choice again, man. Like, well, how hard is did. it? They how, a, hard, how many people are in this world? They have a really wide coalition US. at the moment, even in terms of like their lawmakers. Like, you have everybody from a Joe Manchin in center left all the way to like an AOC and the squad. I'm just thinking and it, like, it's a big tent for them. In what world is Joe Biden the best op- opposing politician? No president has ever whipped an entire party. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) No president has ever whipped an entire party into a small foldable tent in terms of like, you know, just rallying for one another Mm -hmm. in the main cause more than Trump. Yeah. Like he's never, there's never been party consolidation to this point. And I don't actually think it's healthy. I think that these people that are just, yes men that respond like whatever he did they defend i think is so stupid uh, it would be that's why i kind of like scaramucci because he was like listen i know that he said that let me let me paraphrase you know yeah. like he was kind of more realistic about stuff right and i can respect that I, I yeah for me words are everything and the way the way that it's phrased um yeah i mean we've we've gone on record saying that we it's not like I agree or disagree with all of Trump's policies, but yeah, just, I don't know. I just think there are better. I still think there are way better people for the job. I just don't know who or where they are. A message from Goodyear to our customers, partners, and associates. Yesterday, Goodyear became the focus of a conversation that created some misconceptions about our policies and our company. Mm. For those not aware, a widely circulated image sparked a strong reaction, and we wanted to take the opportunity to provide some important context to the visual in our policies. First, the visual in question was not created or distributed by Goodyear Corporate, nor was it part of a diversity training class. (laughs) Duh, that's in bold. To be clear on our longstanding corporate policy, Goodyear has zero tolerance for any forms of harassment or discrimination. To enable a work environment free of those, we ask that associates refrain from workplace expressions and support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as similar forms of advocacy that fall outside of the scope of racial justice and equity issues. Yo, when you can when you can call the opposing party's brand discriminatory, it's, it, I don't know. We need to go back to the fifties where you didn't talk about politics and religion. Now it's all we talk about. And we're given social media tools at our fingertips to broadcast whatever we think, even though we could have evolved and thought differently a month down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, you're more well-spoken in this area, but um, uh, people's emotions and people's, you know, beliefs, how, how can you say like that shouldn't be a part of it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm Christian, you're Muslim, you're atheist. Like we should all still have a common goal to be working toward. Um, 
And so as far as like separation of church and state, like as far as that goes, uh, then I, I agree with that. It's like we should all just be focusing on the betterment of our country and, you know, making sure that we have jobs for everybody and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a, a tumultuous rest of the year, to say the least. Yeah. I think we're going to see a, a combination of things. Um, police acquittals, a Trump re-election, what? the strain of coronavirus and going back to school and how people are handling that in different ways. Yeah, we're capping off this year with the elections. Like 2020. I mean, we impeached him at the beginning of the year and they're going to re-elect him at the end of the year. I mean, it's too much, man. Like, I saw a study the other day put out by somebody that one in four people between the ages of like even 18 and 24 have thought about suicide during the pandemic. Yeah. And I was like, goodness gracious. Yeah. I mean, it's hard times. Like if you're in a funk uh, and you, you don't have a handle on certain things, like I, I can definitely see how, you know, social distancing and not having certain things to get you through the day or losing a job. Like if, if you don't have a, if you don't have a handle on that, it, I'm sure, I'm sure it's tough. In the latest news, uh, yay refuses to do zooms with one person. If I have their contact, I've got another idea. It's called FaceTime. Dude. He was talking about Jesus talk yesterday. Jesus like, talk. Are you familiar with TikTok? Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. He's he, lost he, it. He said, Oh, there's too much explicit content on TikTok. We need a Jesus talk. I'm like, okay. I don't think everything he says is genius. <laughs> no, not at all. Like that's why he was better like disappearing while he was making albums and being secluded and then just coming out with brilliant music. But the more he talks, the more it's just like it cheapens him. Holy crap. Uber and Lyft say they may shut down California rides at 12:01 a.m. on Friday. If so, they plan to keep cars off the road until at least November when voters weigh in on proposition 22. Well, there goes a lot of jobs right there. Oh my goodness. This is crazy. Yeah. What's your take on forced shutdown and constitutionality of that and church can't meet up and what are you hearing now that you're back at school and like around your teacher compadres and the church? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like a lot of schools are doing different things, like even under the Adventist umbrella, like my stepmom teaches at Burton and um, she's like, yeah, I have to wear a mask the whole time. And I'm like, even if you're six feet away and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, you can't even wear like a, like a face, uh, like guard, like a protective, a like a protective shield. And she's like, we can for like two minutes while we take a break from a mask. And then we have to put our mask back on and then put the shield over our mask. And I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, and so as far as like what I'm seeing within the church, like it, it's really just a, institution by institution you know school by school type of type of deal and we're all just trying to figure out the best options and um yeah as far as far as like companies shutting down and everything for safety like i mean i can't say i don't understand it like you don't as far as as school goes like i want all of our students to be as safe as possible and uh 
you know, there are certain reservations that I have and certain worries that I have whenever, you know, we talk about all of our students being back at the school and having to monitor it. It's like during lunchtime, uh, they're taking their masks off to eat. And if enough of them are in the same classroom, it's like, does that, that to me, that completely defeats the purpose of wearing a mask because you just had it off for 30 minutes while you were eating amongst your peers. And so why are we wearing a mask the rest of the day? Because the damage has already been done, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you can like wear it certain places and then not at other places. And the fact that you can remove it on a plane to ingest food and drink is like, it's like, okay. You know, I, I saw a fight almost go down because of that, but it's like, people are very to the letter. I walked into work the other day. I was out walking at lunch and I, had sunglasses and a mask on. And so I mistakenly took the mask off (laughs) in front of the front desk guy, Mason. And he just looked at me and he's like, "Uh, wrong order, buddy. (laughs) And I'm like, whoops. And so I take the sunglasses off, put the mask back on. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy, crazy, unprecedented times, but we'll all figure it out. We'll try. Uh, in other news, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion give away $1 million for a women empowerment party. Shout out. For women everywhere. That's that WAP money. So bring your bucket and your mop because there's a <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of music, I, I don't even know if anybody that listens to this cares, but Nas is coming out with a new album. I'm super hype about it. Um, one of the all-time greats one of the legends so looking forward to hearing a new uh new album from him i'm not really sure about any other music coming out um but i'm telling you now that the pandemic is affecting the arts and like people realize like we're not going to get new episodes of the bachelor in real life yeah or you know impractical jokers has been doing these stupid zoom calls like Mm -hmm. not interested um all of these shows that are social distanced like I think late night has taken a severe hit. Yeah. Um, that show is difficult to replicate except for some of the, the guys like Hassan Minaj and they canceled that. They, that's, that's other news. That's heartbreaking. I don't understand. And he was very gracious about it on Twitter. Like I didn't realize it had been going for, we seven like just seasons. talked, you, we just talked about a show. Yeah. I'm like, check like it out. Week, like a week or two ago, man, we are so futuristic. It's like, Honestly. we predict bad things happening yeah but uh hassan minaj like those episodes are worth going back and listening to and also his stand-up special i just i have fallen in love with like it's it's one of my all-time favorites uh just him talking about his life growing up and everything so hassan minaj homecoming king or also check out his uh now i guess (laughs) canceled show on netflix but uh, there's definitely some gems and um, he, I don't know. He gives you a lot to think about whenever it comes to politics, religion, uh, branding, different stuff like that. Did you see all the controversy with the MyPillow guy this week? No. What? Do you know who the MyPillow guy is? Is that the MyPillow that looks like little animals or, mm. or it's like a comfy pillow? Maybe it's, it's a comfy pillow. Maybe, like, I'm thinking of pillow like, I'm Mike Lindell with yeah, MyPillow. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. always like hugging the pillow. Yeah. And he's like putting the couple in bed. And, like, is he, he has, like, like a weird dude? Uh, he's kind of weird. Um, <sighs> he was on Anderson Cooper getting roasted this week because he 
He basically joined the board of a company that did some trial experiments for a medicine back in 2016 that they think could work for COVID. And so he went, he got on their board and then he took it mainstream and like used his media. Like he called Ben Carson, Mm -hmm. um, secretary of urban housing and um, gifted hands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That boy gifted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a, it's weird how we used to see him growing up as Adventist and now Mm -hmm. to see him as like, not, not a laughing stock, but like, like definitely off kilter. You know, he's, he's an, I loved his political campaign. I was like, this guy makes sense. He cracked me up too. But anyway, dude, he, so the, the, my pillow guy, called him and like now it's like being fast tracked on the committee or something stupid and he goes on anderson cooper and he's just blindly claiming like this thing is going to save everyone it's foolproof they have a thousand test patients in a peer-reviewed study and anderson was like name the study name the procedures what study what what university put it out and he didn't have any of the answers and it just ended up being this big thing that trended all week yo tell that dude to go take a nap (laughs) Tell him to go grab that pillow. It's just like take a break. I'm fascinated by what would be otherwise normal businesses with normal business models that affiliate themselves with causes, movements, and political sides to sell more to that niche category. Yeah. Like there is a um there's a cell phone company called like Patriot Mobile, and they don't get those subsidies and they're not giving to Planned Parenthood and Black Lives Matter like Singular is or, you know, Sprint or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they advertise in those outlets. Patriot? Why is it always... Patriot Mobile? Why is it always... But I'm telling you, man, they got payroll software for conservatives, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, my pillow, like my pillow, he's spoken at CPAC. All of his products are machine washable and dryable and made in the USA. And they got a bunch wow. of white people waving in the factory. And so he was able to produce masks for coronavirus with American hands and American factories and bring manufacturing back. Like they, they play into that whole thing. And so they're maybe it benefits their target demographic of old white people, mm-hmm. but it's just fascinating to see. And, and I wonder, do they have the master code base and then sprints like, Hey, go get these fringe audiences. Like here's its own little code base. It's the same thing. Just go skin it with an Eagle and red, white, and blue and be like, yeah, MAGA and sell it to those wireless users and then they have like the Black Lives Matter version of it or something yeah yeah I'm gonna gonna be sticking with Tempur-Pedic pillows right. yeah I just I find that fascinating when you can reskin the same basic ingredients it's like yeah people are people are definitely taking it it's all the same cake it's just decorated and iced differently um, if you were, if you were in that position, like, would you also cater to that and try to capitalize on it? Like if you, if you are a business and you're, you're trying to make that money, especially, you know, during these COVID times, like, I'm not saying it's right. I can definitely see how companies like would want to take advantage of that though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm in a unique position to answer this because I am involved in the formation of, 
you know, I'm an early stage investor in several companies and I've been a co-founder of a company as well as, um, you know, an early stage of employee of my existing company. And the answer is absolutely not like Mm -hmm. that's short sighted. Like the startups that I've been involved in have this crazy, you know, you know, idiotic thought that this is for everybody mm-hmm. and everybody in the world one day will use this. And we're building for the mass population in both of those circumstances. So we would never go with a bald eagle and skin it for your average trucker Joe in Kansas, um, you know, and not think of the French audience and the Indian audience and the fact that it needs to be available to everybody in every portion of the world. So that makes that I mean that makes complete sense to me. So why do you think companies who are like multi-million dollar companies who don't need to do this, they don't need to to cater, you know, to this audience or this pandemic or anything like that? Like what's the reasoning behind it if they already have capital? Like, like what's the why, why why get involved if they already have the money? With the exception of my pillow, I think that the companies that I'm describing, I don't necessarily know that they're sitting on millions and have cash reserves and that they're in great straits Mm -hmm. or well-funded or even, I'm not even claiming that Sprint has a a patriot, like a patriotic version of their platform Mm -hmm. available in a different brand. That was just an allegation, not founded in anything. Um, My pillow, I think became the multi-million dollar Uh, manufacturer that it is today because it rode that wave Hmm. because they're selling pillows you can get a pillow (laughs) anywhere right so it's like how am i going to go direct to consumer with a pillow and a creepy ceo that's lying (laughs) on that pillow hugging that pillow he's got a you know stash Mm -hmm. and he's got guns he's out there like president trump is the greatest president in the history of our country like i think that when you sell something like that, it's like, man, we got to spice this up somehow. We got to find an audience. Yeah, we got to make pillows sexy again. But you know what he did? He ran so many ads on Fox News for so many years that he became like an international <laughs> sensation. He's speaking at CPAC. He's getting offered board seats of these unfounded companies that Jeez. you know have lab patients from another disease treatment so, program. So when you look at the model and what they've been doing, even if you think it's sleazy or sketchy, like... It's, it's effective work, in it's, it's working. It's effective in many cases. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um. But yeah, you might argue that maybe the product is subpar, like in a technology sense. Like I can't imagine Patriot Mobile is like five G everywhere. You <laughs> right. know, they're probably like beep yeah. boop beep boop. <laughs> yeah, like you get you get four bars at the Ku Klux Klan like <laughs> like campsite. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Patriot Mobile. Like full bars, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready for shout outs? <laughs> or do you have another super depressing story to take us out this week? No, man. No, nothing depressing. I just want to shout out uh, all the teachers going back to work and all the students. Um, it's it's crazy time. You know, last year we ended with it, but it, I, I, it definitely feels different beginning the year like through all these procedures and everything. So I just want everybody to feel safe and confident and um, just just do your best. My heart goes out to you. I, I know that it's tough. So I'm with you thinking about you all. Yeah, kids, good luck learning with a mask on. Um, <laughs> it's like, read my li- Oh, you can't. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm like, it's hard. You pass a pretty girl in the supermarket and you're like, hey, I want you to know I'm smiling at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. On that creepy note. <laughs> it's like now you got to shift your eyebrows. Or... Yeah. 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 got to tell the story with my eyes. <laughs> it's like, why are your eyes so wide, bro? <laughs> like, all right. Tone it down. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you got any shout outs? Uh, nope. Um, no, right. shout out to all the guys from the bachelor party. Had a great time yeah. with all y'all this weekend. Um, shout out to all our normal listeners and everybody going back to school and that's it. That's all we got, baby. And that's the show next week. Brad will be 219 pounds <laughs> working on it. Tune in then <laughs> for the weigh in live. We'll catch you up next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>